Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. There we go. There we go. Welcome into the Eric Zancho podcast. You're like, wait, where's the sound? Holy crap. Uh, when you don't have something toggled, that makes it difficult. So welcome in. So glad you all are here to another edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day. Each and every day of the uh, in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Holy cow! Another, another fantastic weekend. And it was uh, one where I was weeping yet again. Can we go a weekend where I'm not weeping? Uh, the previous weekend, I was weeping because um, I tried to kill my family uh, with COVID. Uh, but, and you know, good news, good news. Everybody seems to be turning the corner from the, uh, the super spreader event that was Jacqueline's wedding. Uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, one of the family members was under the weather. Well, I don't know. You see, you just don't know. Um, my brother, Jim might be patient zero and I'm totally cool with it. If he was, because he did what a lot of us do, you know, uh, he had a little sore throat, whatever. And, um, next thing you know, he, uh, he's like, ah, you know what? I better take a test. I better do my thing here. Better take a test and, uh, negative, no big deal. Okay, so we all go. Now, the table that I... Okay, so it was me and to my right, my brother. And then... uh, So I got sick and five others at the table got sick. The table was absolute ground zero. All right? Um, Thank God for the vaccine or shot. Some of you don't like it when I call it a vaccine. But, um, you know. The way, the way we live in this day and age is when a person gets COVID after they have a shot, the people who haven't gotten the shot and uh, won't do it, look at you and they go, aha, see you and your shot, you fucking asshole. That's what you get with your stupid shot. It's like dickhead. If I didn't have the shot, I'd be so I'd be in the fucking hospital. Go get your shot, dingbat. Kyler, I'm talking to you, you fucking ding-dong. Anyway, uh, everybody seems to have turned the corner. And this this was the gift that keeps on giving because uh, then I extended the super spreader party over to the Thanksgiving super spreader and uh, tried to kill everybody there. Uh, and, and actually, one elderly woman was affected. That is... Uh, my dear stepsisters uh, or sister Sue, her mother-in-law, who is elderly and only has one half of one lung. Oh, my God. Oh, 
And but silver lining because um, it was described to me as she's been so uh, very concerned about COVID over the years, and then she she I ended up infecting her. She's recovered, and uh, Sue says that hope she's hoping that that will um, ease her anxiety. That you know, uh, you've done everything you can, and uh, and and you did survive, and and you're fine. And and she had little more than just the sniffles and a sore throat, as did everyone in this. Uh, my son, Jim kind of had it bad. And, uh, well, I shouldn't say bad. He just lost his sense of, uh, taste and, and was, you just, you feel terrible for a little bit, uh, in some cases. And, and now he's gotten his lovely wife and his kids sick. So it's like, Oh fuck COVID the gift that keeps on giving. Holy shit. I'm just thankful that we can talk about this without like, um, at least in this case, because people do still die from it, uh, of uh, not anybody getting really, really sick. So and blessings to be sure. Yesterday, it's like, uh, and I fought, fell into this because I'm like uh, talking about crying. Yesterday was another day for tears for your old pal, Eric Zane. Mm. We are two weeks, three weeks two weeks yeah two or three weeks from when my lovely daughter uh got married to justin and uh so but yesterday i am the officiant in another wedding it's only the fourth time i've actually done this uh been an officiant in a wedding and uh It was my pal, Jeff, who, um, I've gotten to know Jeff through this show. And, uh, he reached out to me some time ago and he says, uh, Hey, um, can you do, can you do our wedding? I'm like, well, yeah, of course. So the stage was set. We traveled to battle Creek and ahead of time I said to Diane, I go up. So this is a Sunday wedding. Um, I, I, I'm not going alone. You know, I know you don't know these folks, but, um, uh, we'll hit it off with everybody there. It'll be awesome. So and she goes, I'm not going. I go, what the fuck? Why would you do that to me? I go, you will have a blast. And I don't know why. And uh, so I, I actually had to convince her to do it. And she was so happy that I did because we had a hell of a time. Awesome time. Um, she's like, well, I got to go shopping. I go get, well, go shopping at the start of the day. It's, it's no, I mean, we, we don't have to leave till like one 140 to get to battle Creek. And, uh, it's going to be fantastic. So, um, yesterday I'd made sure I had all my preparations and here's the thing. Uh, Jeff, my pal and his now uh, wife, uh, Jeff, as I understand this, uh, Jeff's better half now. Um, her name is Alex. As I understand this, she's a uh, by the uh, uh, ducks in a row, very organized type of person. And we are one week prior to the wedding, and I have not spoken to the couple yet. It's very important that you do that. You just kind of have to get a feel for how they are together. Just a little bit of backstory so that if you're being an officiant, you can kind of almost have some type of emotional attachment to some degree, even if it's just a little bit, you just have to have something that you can kind of like, uh, hook your audience into, which is everybody in 
who's witnessing it. So one week ahead of time, I've not spoken to these two, two. I've not met Alex. Now, Jeff, I guess, is kind of like uh, not as organized as Alex. So when we finally meet via Zoom, we had a terrific conversation. And the second that I started talking to these people, I knew that they're special. You ever, you know, you just, you just the way a couple acts together, you just, um, and, and that's very important. You know, you kind of get a read on somebody and, and, um, and, and she seemed like, uh, uh, endless energy and just wit and brains and, and Jeff's just adorable too. I love Jeff. So I'm like, oh, these two are just spectacular. I fell in love with them immediately. I was like, could you two just do it right now? Just have sex right now while I'm looking at you. You need to be making love all the time. Had this nice conversation with him. Uh, Jeff is uh, walking down the aisle. He escorts uh, uh, grandmothers and things like that. And he comes walking down and stands next to me and bridal party comes down and then dad with his daughter. Okay. And she's, Oh, stunning. It's just amazing. Uh, and well, she comes walking down and I hear Jeff starting to weep. And I'm like, what a great sign. What a fantastic sign. That's the same thing that Justin did when Jacqueline was walking down the aisle. So Jeff starts, I, I'm standing next to him and I hear, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. And uh, so then this starts to make me emotional. I'm like, oh, my God. So then my eyes start to well with tears and like, it was literally one just kind of like bloop runs down my face. I'm like, I can't, what the fuck? I can't cry. I mean, if I was getting married or if I was a dad, yes, but I can't cry. I'm the one guy that has to keep it together. His job is to cry Jeff's. And I'm like, <laughs> so we're both, we're both going, <laughs> Uh, and, and Jeff is, um, I can, I can, I can hear him. And so I, uh, I kind of like pull it together. I put my hand on his shoulder and I, I want him to put his hand on my shoulder to console me. Dad comes down, uh, hands over his daughter. And, and that's, what's getting me, you know, it's the, I, it, I, I'm too close to when I just had to live this myself. Okay. Uh, the actual words are said, and everything goes as planned. I didn't. Uh, I didn't do anything stupid. Nothing. Everything worked out. These two uh, wrote their uh, vows out. Everything was great. They. Uh, they. They. They had them for each other, and I marry the couple. I introduce them to everyone. 
away we go. We uh, At this venue, you go to the area where there's like a cocktail party, and uh, all is good. So, um, fantastic. We get to the part where it's time for the dances. Okay, so the couple do their first dance. It's really sweet. And then dad dances with his daughter. Uh, dad is going to dance with his daughter, Alexandra. And it's the same thing. It's, okay. And they didn't do butterfly kisses, but they did an equally, equally effective song to just cut you right to your core. And, um, and the thing is, Alex, as um, the daughter, was doing the same thing to her dad as Jackie did to me, she was like, like patting me out, like they're there, they're there, like uh, I, I love you, Dad. And the song was, I, I have never heard this song before, but I immediately was like, so I like stood up next to, I'll tell you the song in a second. I stood up as Diana is, and I stood up, and I'm just watching, you know, because I, I, whenever the um dances take place, I think it's super important for everyone there to watch, and uh. So I'm watching Jeff and Alex dance the first dance and I'm just, I'm just eyes on them, you know? Um, and I, I look and Diana's looking at her fucking phone. And I'm like, I go, God, I go hey, look at these people. It's a very important dance. They're dancing. And she oh, puts her phone. She's looking at Facebook, seeing what the fuck everybody's doing. I'm like, put the phone down. Screen time like nine hours a day. I go, can you just put the phone down? She's like, I was looking for pictures so I can. I, go, I don't care what you're doing. Look at these two. That's all you got to do. Sit still. Look at them. Uh, actually, when the dinner was done before those dances um, started, we had. Um, Talked about possibly being out of there at that time because I got a long drive. Got to get home. She's got to work tomorrow. And uh, but then the dances started. She goes, "Well, should we go?" I go, "No, you don't leave during these dances. You need to. We need to say I I I have been known to do the Irish goodbye. This is not one of those times. Several people we have to speak to before we leave. Ten minutes, no big deal." I watched a lovely couple dance. It was fantastic. Everything about this this wedding was just an absolute dream. Uh, and then dad comes up. And the song was, uh, I think it's some country song. I held you first. Oh, Even just saying those words makes me want to weep. It's dad giving the daughter to um, her husband. And uh, you, you got to take care of her. And I held her first. Oh, oh my God. It is an absolute heartbreaker. Just me thinking about dad and his lovely daughter, Alex, dancing. Oh, I am such a softy. I am America's most emotional man. I am. There's, there's no one who has more emotional depth and humility and humbleness than me. Oh. I am such an absolute prize for any woman because of my emotional 
depth. There is no end to my emotional depth. Diana is so lucky to have a husband who is so emotionally sound with, with such depth and humility and humbleness. And so I'm standing there. I'm actually sobbing. Watch it. <laughs> and Diana has to come up, do the old there, there, and, and hold me. Oh, this is, I am never going to be able to uh, put this. I don't want to put this in the rearview mirror. This is a level of emotionalist, of emotional, Jesus, that's not even a word, of, uh, of um, emotional reaction that I don't ever want to stop. It's just spectacular. Oh, my God. And by the way, this dad there, I don't know his name, but I love him. I love him so much because he had to do a speech, and he crushed it. And um, he he, um, and mom, mom and dad of the bride, I was able to piece together, are, are not together. But dad, um, he... At the end, he gave a nod to mom and, um, and how amazing of a mother she is to the girls. And I was like, oh man, this guy's got it together. He's got his ducks in a row and he crushed it. And you know what he started? He started with a joke. He goes up, Alex wanted me to write out my speech. Now first he like, he like looked in his jacket for his speech and he's like, I can't find it. And then, uh, and then he made the, he went into this, uh, this dialogue of Alex, uh, wanted me to write my speech. She wanted me to write my speech. And he goes, Alex, I did write it. I did write it. Everybody goes, Oh, oh great. You wrote it. And he goes, but I forgot it. <laughs> so then he, he did, doesn't matter though, because he absolutely, he killed, he just crushed. And then he ended it on that high note. And then he, dad, and mom, they're not together. They danced. So after all of, okay, you did bride and groom dance. You did uh, daddy-daughter dance. You did son-mom first dance, which was awesome. And then everybody comes out and dances a slow dance. And dad and mom, they danced. So that was so cool. All right, man, I'm telling you. I've become a fan, fan of weddings. I just love it. Everything about it. Real awesomeness. Uh, while that was all going on, the word came down. I've, I'm now ending the portion of the show about wedding awesomeness. I am now starting the portion of the show about college football. The bull games, well, the only ones that matter are the um, the ones that lead up to the national championship. It's still insane to me that the one thing that everyone in America follows, they're the last ones to actually adopt uh, playoffs. And it has to do with money. And they, they, for the longest time, couldn't figure out how they could do playoffs and, and didn't want to do playoffs because the Bulls were making so much, so much money. And then finally, they figured out that they can have their cake and eat it too, have playoffs, have bowl games. You know, the bowl games were something that was important way back in the day when all you were playing for was uh, uh, win your conference, like in the Big Ten. Uh, winner of the Big Ten goes to the uh, Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, and they all play. They all play at like the same exact time 
on New Year's Day. That was it way back when. And then um, they figured out that if every team in America goes to a bowl game, they can make more money. So thus, they started all of these shitbag bulls that teams that are just a little bit better than fuckface Michigan State would play in. Michigan State is so horrible, they couldn't even get into any one of these bowl games. Now, you need to understand that in the bowl setup, 82 teams can make bowl games. 82! You got to be a real pile of shit to not make a bowl game. Um, so the top four, though, is the um, uh, college football playoffs. And I pissed everybody off this weekend. And they everybody thought I was crazy in suggesting that Alabama, well, I wasn't suggesting it. They should be. Alabama should be in the playoffs. And the only reason why is because stupid people are selecting who should be in the playoffs. Uh, first of all, the SEC is the best conference in the nation. It's ridiculous that they would not put Alabama in. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if Alabama's lost two games. It doesn't matter. They're better than all these other teams. Specifically, TCU. Fuck your TCU horse shit. TCU took on Kansas State. It was a great game. And uh, with about six, seven, eight minutes ago, TCU is down. They come all the way back and tie it. This stud ginger quarterback for TCU was fucking crazy. This guy, um, he got the shit kicked out of him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's paralyzed today. I don't know who the fuck he is. He's like six foot five, this beast ginger who finally, with like eight minutes to go in the game when TCU was down, uh, he walked up to his coach and the coach said, I want you to hand it off to so-and-so. And he said, fuck you. Uh, I've decided that I'm I'm taking over this game. So uh, the hiker would hike it to him, and then he'd just run for 15 yards a pop. And then he would, like, throw it for, like, 25. And this dude said, get on my ginger back. I don't have a soul. I don't care if I live or die. Fuck you. And he brought TCU all the way back until they couldn't. And they went into overtime. And then they fucked it up, and T- uh, uh, Kansas State kicks a field goal. How about Kansas State, this goal line stand? The quarterback for TCU doesn't matter. Nobody gives a shit about who he is. He might even win the Heisman. His last name begins with a D. Duggan, Dugan, whatever. I don't, I'd don't. i never heard of him prior to this game, but he's a beast. But this motherfucker runs out of gas because it's third and half a centimeter to the goal line. And... um. It was weird because they handed the ball off to some guy and uh, he stuck his arm out and it was a touchdown. And they said, no, no touchdown or uh, whatever the fuck. And then uh, the the quarterback tried to run it in. They stuffed it. I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm probably getting about 90% of this wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter because TCU couldn't do shit. And then Kansas State, uh, they go and they kick a field goal. So then Kansas State is like, you know, I think they're like 10, 11, maybe 9. Uh, Kansas State beats TCU. Does TCU fall in rank? 
No. Why? Why the fuck? And so everybody is like, well, yeah, you can't penalize a team for losing a championship game. Well, fuck you. You did that to USC, you fucking morons. They were fourth in the nation going into this USC. And then they fall again to who the fuck beat USC? Utah. Oh, my God. So they lost to Utah. And so what did the committee do? They penalize USC. Well, yeah, but they had two losses. Well, I thought it didn't count in a championship game. No, we get So it's all bullshit. So they slide Ohio State into there. And, you know, I kind of think that Ohio State, I mean, it's kind of cool that Ohio State gets in. They uh, they uh, backed in. And people are like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, why not Alabama? Well, you can't reward a team that doesn't play. You just did that with Ohio State, you dicks. You need to put Ohio State in. You need to put Alabama in. Fuck TCU. Out. Get the fuck out of here. You're not, you're not playing. It should be Georgia won because they won. Michigan won because they won. Uh, three should be Ohio State and four should be Alabama. Georgia plays Alabama. Ohio State plays Michigan. That's what it should be. Did it go that way? No, because they got it wrong. And all of you assholes telling me that uh, Alabama does not uh, deserve to be in there. Yeah, fuck you. Bullshit. Alabama would beat the shit out of TCU. Uh, they beat the shit. I would beat the shit out of Ohio State. I don't know if they'll beat Michigan or Georgia, but Alabama should absolutely be in there. And you know why they should be in there? Because everybody would get pissed off. Okay? It would be fucking great. We would have something to talk about as Nick Saban is there giving you all the finger. And I don't even like Alabama. But, oh, my God, their fans are annoying. Like, look at Linda there. She's the most annoying asshole on the planet, Alabama fan. Okay? Uh, So, for that reason alone, we need that type of drama. So, this is all shit that Alabama gets robbed and these fucking dogs from TCU are in there. I don't want to hear any of your TCU bullshit. They're going to get destroyed. They play Michigan. Michigan is going to jail sex TCU. And you want to know how it's going to go. It's at, that's a New Year's Eve game, the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. It's going to start like this. Uh, at the half in the Michigan TCU game, it's going to be like 10-10. And then it's going to finish 56-10. to That's how Mi- Michigan does that. They like give you a, give you a, they kind of like ease into the game and give you a false sense of security. And then the next thing you know, your asshole's the size of a coffee can. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? So Michigan is going to j- uh, jail sex TCU. And you know what else is going to happen in the Peach Bowl? That happening also on December 31st. That's going to be a great night of football, by the way. Everyone's going to be shit-faced at their New Year's Eve parties. Like, oh, my God, fucking A. People, people are going to be blotto as Ohio State brutalizes Georgia. That's right. The end of the SEC will happen right there. Ohio State is going to remember that they know how to play football. And Ryan Day is going to be like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of the bullshit you people are giving me. Uh, Fuck you. And they're going to just brutalize Georgia in the Peach Bowl. That means, yes, a Michigan-Ohio State national championship. 
This will be the greatest national championship that has ever been played on January 9th in Inglewood, California. I am not yet going to say who is going to win that game. You can only get, you know, the upcoming games uh, concerning this. I know I said Alabama would win the national championship, but yeah, well. So there you go. That's what's going to happen. Uh, there's a number of other bull games that no one gives a shit about. Let's start with the ones that have been around a hundred years that no one gives a shit about. Clemson, Tennessee in the Orange Bowl. Shrug. Alabama, K-State. Sugar Bowl. Shrug. Tennessee, Tulane. Cotton. Boring. Rose is Penn State. Utah. No one gives a shit. In 11 days, the bowl games start. UAB Miami of Ohio in the Bahamas Bowl. Now, that's actually great for the teams because it's the Bahamas. How many of you are going to watch the matchup of Troy against UTSA? I don't know what that is. In the Cure Bowl. Now, honestly, I don't know if that's named after the band, The Cure, or, I don't know, Don't Get Sick. Ooh, who wouldn't want to go to Boston Mass in December outside at the Fenway Bowl? Louisville versus Cincy. I'm not going to go through all of these. This is the ones that stand out because the following day, December 17th, you too can sit and watch or watch in person Washington State taking on Fresno State in the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. Okay, come on. The Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl, excuse me? Uh, Mobile, Alabama. It should be called the Poverty Bowl, but it's the Lending Tree Bowl. Because that's what everyone in Mobile, Alabama will do borrow money to pay their fucking energy bill. Las Vegas bull, the Frisco, Texas bull, the Frisco, Texas bull. What the fuck is that? Famous Idaho potato bowl in Boise, Idaho has San Jose state against Eastern Michigan. That is the only other state or only other team from the great state of Michigan that is appearing in a bowl game. Because Michigan State is shit. Boca Boca Raton. Is it Raton? Raton? Boca Raton Bowl? New Orleans Bowl? Armed Forces Bowl? Independence Bowl? I don't know what this is. What is a Gasparilla? A Gasparilla Bowl. Is that a flower? Huh? Oh, Jesus. This one in particular, I can't believe is still a thing. Detroit, Michigan's Quick Lane Bowl. The Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. The First Responder Bowl, which you're going to need a first responder. Uh, ah, fuck it. I can't even say it. I'm not even going to try it. I had a joke. I fucked it up. Give up. 
The guaranteed raid bull happens December 27th. The military bull, <laughs> Liberty bull, holiday bull, Texas bull, pinstripe bull. That's a, like, you know, December 29th. You're getting late in the bowl season. Oh my gosh. The matchup in the cheese it bowl, Florida state versus Oklahoma Duke's Mayo bowl. Rely a quest bowl enough. Uh, 12 teams will make the playoffs. Not this coming year, not, not next year, but the year after. All right. I know I'm going to get a lot of heat about the Alabama thing, but I don't care. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, during the SEC championship, Dr. Pepper does a deal where a couple people try to throw footballs into a giant Dr. Pepper can. You do that, and you if you, you get more than the other person, you win like uh, a college scholarship or some shit. They offer like a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars to pay for your college. So these two chicks are going at it. They played the first round. It was a tie. So they had to go to overtime or a sudden death or some shit. Uh, all right. This is how it unfolded. They're back to zero. Perfect. And Brian on your whistle. Just 15 seconds here, ladies. This is a battle. Okay, that's it. Time is up. White chick has eight. Black chick has eight. I say that just so you know what's up here. Watch what happens. Watch what white chick does. Okay, we don't know what that means in the audience. Reagan scores eight. Black chick scores eight. White chick wins the damn thing. So everyone is confused. Everyone in the audience, they got it on the big jumbotron. And no one knew what was going on. Uh, Because so the announcer says, oh, yeah, you won the tiebreaker. So I don't, 
I'm not even sure what they what that I mean what that even means. You would think they'd do like a rock, paper, scissors, or some shit, but no, they didn't do anything. Uh, according to the story, as the uh, as you would imagine, the vague explanation and very rapid conclusion did not sit well with people in general. So right away, people were really annoyed. They're like, what the fuck? No double overtime in the Dr. Pepper Challenge. What is this? They have a tiebreaker instead of double overtime rules. I'm guessing it was for time. You got to get him off the field. Well, the internet started to reach out to Dr. Pepper, which... You know, at the end of the day, you don't fuck with the internet. If you fuck with the internet, anything can happen. Like, for example, in a purely hypothetical, weird scenario, fictitious, with no semblance to people living or dead, let's say you have a a young lady who gets punched in the face. All right. And uh, on like, I don't know, Thanksgiving, you're getting ready to have Thanksgiving dinner and and the boyfriend says, hey, here's the tur- turkey and mashed potatoes and a punch in the mouth. And she goes, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And then that's it. She, she breaks up with them, but she's she's traumatized. And then the boyfriend uh, tells everybody that. Uh, you know, yeah, we just broke up. There's and, and I'm sad about it and convinces everybody that it was all all just uh, you know, a long distance problem. And then 11 months later, the girlfriend turns to the internet and says, "Hey, this is what happened." And you know, doesn't even name names, but everybody knows who she's talking about. The internet will unleash justice and cause this fictitious person who punched the chick in the mouth and this fictitious uh, situation will cause the, the, the goon to lose his job. That's how the internet works. You don't fuck with the internet. Ryan, where's my disclaimer for fuck's sake? Everybody responded to Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, then, they had to go, uh, and the other chick's name is Kayla. They had to go. Dr. Pepper realized that this looks terrible and the internet is speaking, and if we wait any longer, they're going to throw race into it like Eric Zane did. Okay? This looks terrible. What, they tie and white girl wins over black girl? Quick, get another jumbo novelty check. Let's do this. By the way, concerning the last story, this that was a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents are, are either are products of my imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you. Audio check. Video check. Dr. Pepper said, all right, get another novelty check. Give Kayla $100,000 like we just gave Reagan. Make them stand in front of the camera and then uh, do the split screen football game and, and uh, you know, all this shit. So they very quickly turned that around. 
Well, you all saw the unprecedented double tie of the Dr. Pepper halftime tuition giveaway. We've just been told by Dr. Pepper that they are going to award both finalists $100,000. So both Kayla Gibson. I don't know why uh, Kayla was pointing at white chick. She should have been acting like pissed off and shit and demanding uh, racism right there. And Reagan and Whitaker are taking home 100K. Congratulations, ladies, and great job by Dr. Pepper there. Wow. Wow, what a save. Dr. Pepper's like, oh, sh- shoof. Dr. Pepper, more like Dr. Racist if that doesn't go down. Oh, yeah, quickly turn that shit around. Kyle asked, did they stop? Did they place a stop? payment on that check my god well bullet dodge to be sure i'm telling you you don't fuck with the internet it will make you humble okay it's a wonderful start to this program on uh, the 5th of December, but not all of you are going to be able to see it as it happens live. That's right. You have to go to my Twitch stream. I'm hoping Haji is enjoying the show right now. I'll tell you who Haji is in just a second, but uh, if you are on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube, it's time for you to go. I'm going to toggle you off, which sounds sexual. Encourage you, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, to go to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Either on your desktop, your laptop, or download the Twitch app and then search Eric Zane Live. And you can get the show uninterrupted each and every day. I put it out on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitter just to kind of like maybe get a few more of you to check me out. On Twitch, as always, uh, you can download the audio podcast shortly after I finish this show. It's available on all podcasting platforms. Just search Eric Zane Show on whatever podcasting platform that you listen to audio podcasts on. And um, there you go. That's all I got for you. If you ever need to reach out to me, please send an email, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the open and live stream brought to you by me on Patreon. And I'm already seeing comments. I see Chris just put one up about, can we talk about how cringe the, who are these Zanes episode was the most recent one. Um, and it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, hearing that. If you have not yet had a chance to check out who are these Zanes, I make a small bit of it available on the free platform. Uh, but the whole show is on Patreon, and it it's it's getting worse. It's getting so ridiculous. And to think that I would do those shows back at whatever time period and thought, man, this is great. Absolutely awesome. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane if you want to check it out. And the open and live stream of today's show brought to you by Bennett Flooring Installation 
318-0167. If you're in West Michigan and you need somebody to install the flooring, this is who you call. 616-318-0167. They'll come over to your place. They'll measure the room that you want, the carpeting, flooring, whatever installed. They do any type of flooring. They will uh, do that for you. If you've already ripped out the old stuff, that's great. Saves you some money. Maybe you started the job and you screwed it up. Happens all the time. Don't feel bad. Bennett Flooring Installation can right your wrong. 616-318-0167. The flooring that I want you to install, I want you to purchase it from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Who, um, okay, I'm trying to get in touch with Darwin over there. Darwin is the man who owns everything Johnson Carpet. He's one of these people that's so incredibly busy. It's difficult to reach him. But I am trying to get a hold of him. Because essentially, Johnson Carpet One's marketing expired. And I don't want to stop talking about Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. But we had the beginning of the deal, and the deal is now over. Technically, they're into the next deal. But I don't even know if they want the next deal. You know what I mean? And But I can't find out because I can't get anybody to reach back to me. So I'm trying to determine whether or not Johnson Carpet Discount Outlet is still part of the show. So I'm kind of like hoping and praying because I love talking about them on this show. But I can't get, I can't reach Darwin. So it's like, all right, no big deal. But if anybody knows Darwin, would you please tell him Eric Zane is desperately trying to get a hold of him? Thank you, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. If you go there, you can still get the Eric Zane Show 10% off discount. Now, it's already the lowest price for flooring in the entire state of Michigan. So it's well worth the trip, no matter where you are, to go to Johnson Carpet One, even without my discount. Add me into it, and you save an additional 10% off. Love them at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. But for the love of God, would someone please reach out back to me? Thank you to Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan as well. Uh, they are part of Terra Square. Go there, get a burger, get a drink, have a great time. Uh, okay, I've got more coming up in just a second, but I have to go potty. Do not go anywhere. Oh, I just realized that I don't have any sound on this stupid thing. That's right. That's how we started the show. Okay, I will be right back. Um, talk amongst yourselves and hold tight. Um, this is where the fun that where I'm like, okay, I love this comments on who are these Zanes? Maureen says, Eric, I didn't know that was your voice. We are hearing. I would never have guessed it was you. I love Ben's giggle. It's so cute. Ben's giggle is one. People love that. It's just ridiculous. And then Ryan writes this episode of who are these Zanes had me in stitches that Brian dude, who was my co-host at the time. It's such a straight-laced dude and was out of his element dealing with anything unscripted. Your voice is so different. It's like a com- combination between Beavis and Budhead and your old impression of Hot Wings. Great episode. Yeah, it's really strange. Um, I, 
You know, at that point in time, I had been doing morning radio for about uh, five years, and I I still um, I still hadn't yet uh, well I, I hadn't been able to shake that pukiness that took forever. God, that is that is fucking terrible. And frankly, the way I'm talking to you now is a form of puking. Okay, there's when you're broadcasting and you're being deliberate about what you're saying and you're taking your time. I mean, like when I uh, say to Diana, hey, I want to have like when I'm coming up with the menu for Christmas dinner, I don't say, honey, we got to have prime rib. We've got to have potatoes. We're going to do asparagus. You know, that's me describing it to you. But if I'm. At home, I'm like, I don't, fuck it. I don't know, prime rib. I mean, I just, I'm just, there's not nearly as much energy. You have to have some degree of energy while you're doing what I'm doing right now. But there's a fine line between what I'm doing right now and going, Oh my God. All right. I have an update for you that I'm extremely happy about. Um, well, kind of happy because, um, you know, every show leading up to December 22, 17 days from now, I am talking about the great food giveaway to remind you about what we're trying to do. This ragtag little podcast, uh, uh, right here is trying to raise $5,570, roughly, for Christmas dinner as we've doubled the output this year from 100 to 200. Go big or go home. Fuck yes. Uh, Going into this, I was like, well, you know, I lost a lot of very generous listeners who, though I can't stand them, they were very generous in helping people that needed help. Do we even dare try to up it by one? Fuck yes. We don't need those assholes. Those generous assholes can go fuck themselves. We're doubling it from 100 to 200. All the prices have gone up. So before we would collect like maybe $2,100, $2,200 for 100 families. fifty-five seventy is what we need. After talking about it on Friday, I got a $20 donation. And then I got one more donation. That is all that I've gotten. Now I'm saying like, that's it. And the reason why I say that now, that second one was fantastic. It was a $500 donation. Some nice person uh, named Charles donated $500. And what, where that puts us now is of the 5570 we need, we now have 3277 in our coffers, which means we need $2,293 between now and when we buy the food. So I would rather that to be taken care of sooner rather than later. So A, I don't have to keep talking about it. And B, because I'm worried that we won't hit it. And I don't want that. I want 
200 boxes, an entire wall of boxes of food at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV on December 22nd. That's a Thursday for the great food giveaway. So what I'm asking you to do is your change, five, 10, 15, $20, whatever you can spare. Okay. And if we all, if everybody listening to this live and or recorded later on to the audio podcast or the video on demand, whatever, if you could drop a few bucks into our little bucket uh, for these people that would love to get a free, fantastic Christmas dinner with uh, Christmas ham, cans of vegetables, bag of potatoes, gravy, King's Hawaiian rolls, and a pie. 200 boxes. Each box has one of those, or uh, each of those in there. Then you're all set, ready to go. Venmo at E-R-I-C dash Z-E-I-T-U-N-I-A-N. You can see it on the uh, on the chat if you're watching live and if you are getting the um, audio podcast later on, it is in the show notes. PayPal at Eric Zane Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you do PayPal, do it as a gift. And then they, uh, PayPal won't take any money out of it. Otherwise, PayPal is going to take a few bucks out of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so excited about this, and I appreciate it. So for the $20 donation that I got uh, at the end of the week, last week, and the $500 donation, that was huge. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Axel Rose, who looks weird now. God, he's a weird-looking dude. I don't have a picture in front of me, but uh, he was in Australia. And I, I didn't know this, but uh, the band has, like, uh, some type of tradition. Axel, after every show, takes the microphone, and he doesn't give it to the fans. He throws it at the fans. And then someone takes the microphone home, I guess. All right. Uh, you have to think that would get re- really, really expensive. Um, now, I don't know if he whips it like a Nolan Ryan fastball or he does the uh, uh, one and just gently throws it and then all the hands go up. Uh, this is a picture of the woman who's going to be suing Axel Rose. She got hit in the face with in the right at the bridge of the nose there by the microphone. And it broke her nose. And then, you know, she's got look, it's terrible. Oh my God. Her both eyes are black and it's just a, a hideous, hideous look. So now what? Well, first of all. Um, that picture out on social media means she's going to, uh, she's going to be suing and she's going to get some serious cash. 
right? Isn't that how it works? I mean, she was minding her own business, and a microphone hit her in the face. Boom. I'm surprised it's taken this long for someone to actually get hurt. Axel, listen to what he wrote. It's come to my attention that a fan may have been hurt at our show. And he writes like a child because instead of writing A-R-E, he writes the letter R. At our show in Adelaide, Australia. Possibly being hit by the microphone at the end of the show that I traditionally toss when I traditionally toss the mic to the fans. Now, what that should say is, um, some chick got hit in the face with the mic that I threw. Then he writes, if true, obviously we don't want anyone getting hurt or to somehow or to somehow in any way, any way, all one word, hurt anyone at any of our letter R shows anywhere. Having tossed the mic at the end of our show for over 30 years, we always felt it was a known part of the very end of our performance. Again, letter R looks like an idiot that fans wanted and were aware of to have an opportunity to catch the mic. So he's setting us up for a horrible apology. He's saying someone may have been hurt. He's saying, if true, He's saying we felt everybody should have known it was coming. This is great. This is this is what you do when you're putting your foot down, trying to defend yourself from a lawsuit. You've just hurt someone, okay? You start your defense by don't apologize. The second you apologize, that's when things get weird because then you're admitting guilt. You know, and by the way, Axel Rose's uh, uh, face or what do you call it? Twitter picture is a beautiful little Frenchie. Hello, peanut. Hello, Frenchie Axel. Axel Rose, Frenchie Bulldog. Looks like Bruce. Um, regardless, Axel writes. In the interest of public safety, from now on, we're going to refrain from tossing the mic or anything to the fans during or uh, during at our performances. Unfortunately, there are those, for their own reasons, chose to frame their reporting regarding this subject in a more negative way an irresponsible out of nowhere light, which couldn't be farther from reality. (laughs) We hope the public. And of course our fans get that sometimes happens a big thanks to everyone. Understanding. Holy shit. This apology is not an apology. Uh, This person writes, one, 
I'm thinking the words you're looking for. I'm very sorry to have caused this injury. I will be reaching out to her about medical expenses and everything I can to alleviate the pain I unintentionally caused. And I agree with that. Uh, Ron writes, well, yeah, what, but do you apologize for every claim someone makes about you? Not saying she's lying, but it's an allegation. That guy, the first guy writes, oh my God, if Axel acts like a decent person and apologizes, he might lose some of his fortune. Or maybe if Axel showed some concern for her, she would be happy with his response. By the way, that tweet was definitely not written by legal or PR help. If so, it would be more professional. Yeah, Rose is a fucking dick. I mean, if you throw the mic out, it's going to happen. That that That's a huge mistake. And if it does happen, the one thing you can't do is be an asshole. Um... But a lot of people are responding with the opposite. That, um, you know. So what? She should have seen it coming. I don't know that she should have. Everyone has. To, I didn't know that that's a thing. If I would have been at, an, at a fucking Guns N' Roses show, I might not have been aware that he throws the fucking microphone at your fucking face. What a fucking stupid tradition that is. Throw the microphone at the fans. Chris in Maine writes, come on our tour bus and then you'll see how we toss. Chris also says, I know how to apologize. I'm the best at it. Signed, Eric Zane. Chris says, I got hit with a guitar pick from James Hetfield. I should sue. You're stupid. Were you injured by the guitar pick? No. If you were, yes. Tyler writes, I like to imagine he whipped it into the audience like a ninja throwing star. I do too. Or perhaps like swung it like Roger Daltrey like some type of fucking Game of Thrones weapon and then let it go. So it, it was, you know, hitting like three, 400 miles an hour, perhaps breaking the sound barrier before it hit her face. All right. What were you doing 190 years ago? Jonathan the tortoise is celebrating his 190th birthday. The oldest living land animal. Look at this thing. 190 years old. So we're talking about, you know, decades before well hell just a handful of decades after the u.s became the u.s what the fuck 
Um, he celebrated his 190th birthday as he extends his run as the longest land animal in the world. And, and it's like he's thriving. You know, he's still, he still gets around. It seems like he's not going to die anytime soon. You know, sometimes you might see like the world's oldest man and he looks like a big pile of fuck. This, this tortoise is like still very, very strong. He arrived in his current home of the island of St. Helena or Helena oh, in the South Atlantic in 1882 as a, as a gift to the governor of the island, which is a British territory. At that time, he was already 50 years old. So in 1882, someone said, oh, man, I'm so glad to be here. Here, take this, take this turtle as a sign of my appreciation. And that, and someone was like, oh, wait a minute. If they were smart, they would have said, bullshit. This isn't a sign of your appreciation. You know that this thing's going to live 500 years. What the fuck am I going to do with a 50-year-old turtle? Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's got one foot in the grave. This turtle, you're going to love this guy. He's great. Uh, now at 190, Jonathan is quite large. He's 48 inches long, the same size as when he arrived at the island. His species of tortoise reaches full maturity at 50. That's about when I reached maturity too. Hey, oh. Providing the best estimates for his age, even though some naturalists believe he could be even older. Uh, Despite his long life, Jonathan only gained international attention in 08 when the Independent reported on this then remarkable age of 176. Locals speculated as to why Jonathan has lived so long, exceeding the expected life of his breed, which is the Seychelles giant tortoise. And the life expectancy of this fucker is 150 years. But look at him. I mean, here he is in an image getting pissed off. Is this the type of thing that'll whip around and, uh, and bite you? Like, uh, now I don't think this is the same as a snapping turtle which those things are very abundant in my neck of the woods. And they move as fast as lightning when they want to. I found this out myself. Some of you have heard this story before. Because after seeing a snapping turtle that had been struck by a car, um, its its a shell was damaged, and it, there was a big chunk missing out of it. And um, – the crows were on top of this snapping turtle as it walked down the street when I was on a bike ride and they were eating out his back meat and he was in pain as I rode by on my bike and he's going, they're, they're slowly eating him to death. I'm like, what the fuck? I I, I cry all the way home. Ah, I, uh, months later, I see another tur- uh, turtle crossing the road. It's seldom traveled on road. But I'm like, one of these cars, one of these fucking hillbillies going to hit him. I get out of the bike and I go and I grab him by the, I straddle him. I grab him by the tail. And as I'm getting close, he pulls in. And then when I start to lift him, that head comes out and you wouldn't believe how far that head can come out. It pops out and he whips around and holy shit, you wouldn't believe how much that fucker can turn around.
fast as shit. The tail whips, hits me, and the and now he's like, you know, I'm on the business end of his jaws. Oh, fuck. I am so lucky I wasn't injured there. Ended up getting, like, finding like a piece of, like a, a branch on the side of the road and like pushing the fucker. Like, Come on, hurry up, asshole. Don't fuck with turtles. Just, you know, you're better off leaving them alone. I think you're supposed to pick them up by the actual tail. But I might be wrong on that. Anyway, look at this dude. I wouldn't be able to pick this guy up anyways. Huge. He's 48 inches long. Uh, locals. Okay. Jonathan was five years old. He was five years old. So we're dating back, you know, in early part of the 1800s, 1830s. Uh, when Queen Victoria. Boy, they it's, it's remarkable. They've got a, a rich history on this fucking turtle. When Queen Victoria, Britain's second longest reigning monarch, took the throne. And he's outlived both world wars. He is older than the first photograph that has ever been photographed. And has lived through the administrations of 39 of our presidents. Which, I don't know how many presidents we've had. It's in the 40s. But he's been on the planet for nearly all of them. Uh, locals organized a number of events to celebrate Jonathan's birthday, culminating in a three-day celebration. You ever see that scene in Breaking Bad when uh, they, they cut the dude's head off and they put it on the back of a turtle and then the cartel um, uh, rigs it so that when the DEA agents go up, they're like, oh, my God, our informant's dead. He's on the back of this turtle. Uh, it's played by that one guy who always plays a Mexican in every fucking gang movie you see. Uh, the, the turtle was rigged with explosives. The fucking turtle blows up and it fucking kills everybody. It's terrible. He was born in 1832. Jonathan's lived most of his life at the governor's plantation house, according to the island's website. Where did we say this was again? St. Helena. Uh, St. Helena. What? Time is it in St. Helena? St. Helena Island? Is that South Carolina? Uh, that would be now. St. Helena Gas Station. Well, we got to call somebody. And then now I'm seeing St. Helena, California. You know, I don't really know where this is. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait on that. Maybe we'll come back to that because it's going to be terrible. I'm going to fuck it up. It's going to be awful. Um, despite his long life, he only gained international attention in 08. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me back up now. Notching a hundred. Uh, okay. So they celebrate his birthday. They have a big party. He first arrived in St. Helena, I told you, when he was 50. Scientists even have uh, have even studied Jonathan to determine what health benefits they might glean from his diet and his cells because the cells do not mutate the same way the cells of humans do. Scientists hope he could reveal 
some secret to fighting cancer in humans. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, he shares his home with three other tortoises. Emma, a 54-year-old female. He can have, probably have sex with Emma. That would be like um, Freebeer and his current wife. Freebeer married a 22-year-old woman, and Freebeer is 56. So it'd be the same thing. Also, David is on the island. He's 54, and Frederica, she's only 31. Frederica, they originally thought was male, but is actually a female. Jonathan last year surpassed the previous record holder for oldest living land animal, a Madagascar tortoise named Tula Malia, who was gifted to the Tonga royal family in 1777 and died in 1965 at 188, according to Smithsonian Magazine. Boy, you know how like when you give somebody a puppy for uh, like a like Christmas or a birthday and they you don't know if they want it. I mean, that can be a real problem if you just give them a puppy. Can you imagine this? Because I imagine these two times that these two ins- uh, moments that they were gifted both to the uh, royal uh, the royal family or the or the, the folks in Tonga there. They were like, oh, thanks. A tortoise that's going to live 200 years. In my opinion, uh, that's a reason to fight. You should fucking punch somebody in the face if they give you a fucking tortoise. Yeah, that's a that's a horrible gift. Ryan says Eric St. Helena, a British overseas territory in the South Atlantic Ocean. Danny Trejo is the guy I'm talking about. Tortuga, yes. They called him Tortuga because they put it. That's right. They put him on a turtle. Oh, my God. St. Helena. I need a phone number on St. Helena. Unless if it's all just grasslands. St. Helena, British Territory gas station. St. Helena, British Territory gas station. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's pretty, maybe no, that's in California. They all seem to be, it seems to be uh, a pretty uh, isolated place. Maybe I can figure this out later on, but I don't know. All right. Well, that's the, that's it. The freaking turtle is 180 years old. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. Love them so much. Uh, reach out to them. If you need a vehicle repaired and you are in West Michigan, they are the best. 616-532-6600. For Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Specializing in hybrids, EVs, and any other vehicle that can fix anything for you, with the exception, pretty much, of uh, Volkswagen's. Loaner cars are available as well. They are awesome, and that is where the Great Food Giveaway is going to happen on December 22nd. Meanwhile, thank you, A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez dropped $1,000 over the weekend on Karel Tutayev's hockey jersey. It was a donation he made to... Um, the Salvation Army. We had a jersey auction on Friday. The jerseys went to 
um, all the money raised goes to um, the Red Kettle Fund. So this is a big one and uh, a ton of money. In fact, um, since the Griffins have started working with the Salvation Army from these jersey auctions for the years that we've been doing this, more than $100,000 has gone to the Salvation Army. Uh, They work to help folks that are um, under, I don't know what word you're supposed to say. I hear disadvantaged. I hear underprivileged. I hear food sensitive. I hear cash sensitive. I hear poor. You know who's getting the cash. They help out. God bless them too. Uh, So reason why this comes up is because Joe Martinez is, he's a thousand dollars lighter. So as always, if you have any issues with your furnace, AC, whatever it may be, uh, hell, uh, uh, freaking hot water heater. You can help you put in a heated flooring. I saw him doing something the other day. Isn't that right, Joe? You're putting in a heated flooring for somebody? 616-516-8579 for A and E heating and cooling. Best in the business. Amazing growing business. Started uh, as like one vehicle, one truck he was driving around. Now he's got son-in-laws working for him, a fleet of vehicles. His daughter works for him. It's just been fantastic. You, the audience, have really helped build his business, so thank you for that. You might need him for an AC or a furnace tune-up, 79 bucks. Uh, heating your home this year is going to be super expensive. You want your uh, equipment running as efficient as possible, 79 bucks, 616-516-8579. Do not forget about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you need a mortgage to pay off a high-interest credit card, do it. Get started on that. Because uh, credit card interest rates are the highest they are, they've been in years. So if you have any balance on the card, you're paying hundreds a month in interest. It's the same as lighting money on fire. So why would you pay 25% interest on your balance when you can pay 7% interest on that balance? This is an instant game-winning move, okay? It's the difference. Well, think about it. It's That's 18% that you can save, for God's sake. Reach out to Mario about how you can take advantage of this. Get that money out of your home today. 616, pardon me, 231-332-6505. The Detroit Lions win! Oh, my God. They beat the shit out of Jacksonville in Detroit. I got to be careful of what I talk about here. Um, They won three games last year, and they had to lose 10 before they won a game. They didn't win any on the road. Their last seven games, they won three, they lost three, and they tied one. All right. Started out this year, one and one, lost against Philly at home. Beat Washington. So we're thinking, all right, yeah, here we go. They're going to turn it around. And then they proceeded to lose five in a row. Oh, my God. And they started to win. They beat the Packers at home. 
Dan Campbell's first road win against the Bears. And so then they're three and six. And then they go to New York. New York had seven wins at the time. They beat them, beat the Giants. They're four and six. Set up nicely for Thanksgiving. Playing one of the best teams in the league, Buffalo. And they, oh man, they gave the Bills all they can fucking handle. They lost though because I watched the game. I have a superstition that has emerged. When they were one and six, I said, I'm not going to watch because I don't want to get stressed out and I'm not going to listen. Midway through that Green Bay game, I looked at my phone to see the score and then I put it away and did not watch the game. Did not listen to the game. They won. After the game, I watched the highlights on YouTube. They're like 10, 15 minute clips. You can see the, every key point of the game in 15 minutes. It's awesome. Okay. So then they, they won that game. And then Chicago, same thing. I don't pay attention. And then they win. And uh, I, I watched the review. And then awesome. Same thing, Giants. Now I'm like, all right, now I'm actually going to go out of my way to not pay attention. You got to realize, when you've won one playoff game since 1957, Jesus. So in 1957, they won the NFL championship. Fast forward to, I think it was 91 or 92, when they beat the Dallas Cowboys in the, in the one playoff game. So that many years passes. So that's 67, 77, 80. That's 35 years. 35 years passes. They, they, they win the playoff game in the early 90s. We're like, oh, we got Scott Mitchell and Barry Sanders and Herman Moore. We're going to win. We're going to be the best. And then that was it. So it's been all these years since that game. We haven't won a playoff game. It's that shitty. They've been so bad that they became racist. They hired a great coach, a black coach, who kicked all manner of ass. And uh, the team's winning, and then they realized, hey, he's black. Let's fire him. So they fired the black guy, and uh, I forgot his name. Doesn't matter. And they bring in Matt Patricia, this piece of shit, and he's terrible. He drives him right back into the dark ages. And then we hire Dan Campbell, and he doesn't know fuck. But uh, he's, I like him. But I think he's figuring it out. So I don't watch damn games. The Buffalo game, same thing. I drive over to my family's in Detroit to try to kill them all with COVID. So while I'm trying to kill all these elderly people, the Lions are on. So I had to watch it. And they lost. That was my fault. I killed the Lions and tried to kill my family members by exposing them to COVID. Which, by the way, they're, they've all turned the corner, and I'm just so damn happy. I know I mentioned that earlier in the show, but, I mean, I was very, very scared. Um, yesterday, I'm driving to this wedding I'm going to. I said to Diana, I go, and she goes, mm, oh, like, ah, 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 ah. don't tell me how they're doing. I don't want to know. All I know is they're playing that great quarterback 
Yeah, Jacksonville has a great quarterback. At least he was great in college. Trevor Lawrence. He had a great game the previous week against the fucking Baltimore Ravens. Come on. So I get to the venue. We're getting ready to start the ceremony. Ah, it's a little before that, and I go, uh, all right, and, it's, and I, 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 I'm allowed one look at the score. That's, that's my superstition. You can look at it once. And I looked at it, and they were winning uh, like 30 to something. And I'm like, oh, they're actually kicking ass. Put the phone down. Didn't pay attention one bit. Uh, when I know the game is over, I look at it, and they won. 40 to 14, kicked all manner of ass. They didn't punt once. Every time they got the ball, like eight times they had it, they scored either a touchdown or a field goal, okay? And then the last time they had the ball, they just like uh, knelt on it to kill the clock. Like, mercy. They beat the shit out of them. So don't look now. But Detroit is five and seven. And of all the teams that are in the, uh, because you got the uh, division leaders that are likely going to win their playoff, um, win their divisions, and then they're they're guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. But the Lions, when it comes to the wild card teams, are right up there. So um, this is uh, how bad it's been. Their last seven games, they were three, three, and one last year. And now this year, they're five and seven. So that means. Um, they are eight, 10 and one in their last 19. And that I am so excited about that. That's like great. The team has been such shit, so shitty for so long. And the thing about them is, um, they appear to be at a level right now where they take on a team that's equally as shitty in the record department as them. And they beat the fuck out of teams like that. Okay? Like this game against Jacksonville, those two teams had the same record going in. Those are two shitty teams. But of the shitty teams, they are the best shitbag team. Which, if you're a Lion fan, that's a win. Now, they still can win enough to go out of shitbag. But they are still losers. Don't lose sight of that. They are an absolute abortion pile of shit. But of that pile of abortion teams, uh, they are the best abortion. That is a a fine-looking abortion team. Okay? And uh, they can improve still. I don't... And you know what the other superstition is? I don't know who they're playing next week. Couldn't tell you. I don't go out of my way. Because if I go out of my way... To try to determine who they're playing, that means I'm getting excited for the game. So I want to temper my enthusiasm. You know, I am an abused significant other. And I don't think they've really changed. I don't believe that. They're going to break my heart. And it's it's going to take years of success before I can start to not think that way. Okay? I feel that my abuser is still the same. I might need to read that disclaimer if I talk any further, but you know what I'm talking about. So, but good. I'm fucking glad that they won the fucking game. Yes, they should do that. If they were lucky enough to have beaten Buffalo, if I hadn't watched the Buffalo game 
or paid attention to it, it would have won. If they had won that game, they would right now be 6-6. Six and six. What the fuck? Come on. If they win out, they can go 10-7. and seven. See, I got to stop this. I have to stop this. All right. Whew. I am excited. Uh, Ryan writes the tourist office for St. Helena. Hmm. Hang on a second here. I might be able to make this happen. How to call St. Helena. All right. You got to dial the country code is 290. Yeah, um, there's got to be, I think there's got to be more than, uh, I don't know how this, how this works. Let's see. How to call St. Helena. All right. You dial 011. Then 290. And then the phone number, like you said, is five digits. Let's try this. It must be the man talking. He keeps hanging up. Good afternoon. This is the information service, Diane speaking. Hi there. What is your name? Diane. Hi, Diane. This is Eric. Hi there. How can I help? Um, I'm calling about the turtle. I was by son of them, yes? Yes, yes. I was just reading. He's 190 years old. He is, yes. He celebrated his birthday this week. The weekend just gone. Have you ever seen the turtle? I have, yes. Yeah. We oh. had a big celebration for him yesterday. It was, yesterday was a big celebration. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, what what did you do for the celebration? Did you put a hat on the turtle? No, we didn't. No, we um, we had a big celebration at Plantation House, which is where he died. Yeah. And there was um cake and there was a cake made for him especially as well made out of vegetables made out of and and you said made out of vegetables yes okay is he um is he the type of turtle at 180 or 190 that he moves okay still yes he's still very yeah he, he moves very well does he uh now there's other turtles there does he actually mate with those turtles Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I uh, I could. Did you want me to get someone to 
No, I was just I, 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 pretty much all I wanted to do was talk to you. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad to actually talk to someone there. I, I'm sure you're busy. I'm sure you want to go. <clears throat> what, what, what do you do there? Oh, you- no, that's fine. So we see visit the information service, so the tourist office. Okay, so yeah, so uh, what do do a lot of people visit there? Yes, we have had an increased number of um, visitors to the island since the island opened up in August because of the pandemic. Oh, okay, of course. So we wow. are seeing more people coming through. Well, I'm calling from the states. I'm a, I'm a podcaster, and I saw the story. I was interested in him, and uh, just interested in all of this. I think it's fantastic that the turtle is this old. Can you imagine being given a turtle for a gift, and they say, "Yeah, he's going to live 200 years." <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, and you can uh, you can see some of the cover it's online as well if you if you haven't had a chance to. Yes, look, yeah. yes. Okay. Well, you're well, you're fantastic, Diane, and uh, and I appreciate you spending time with me and putting up with me. No problem. No problem at all. Okay. Oh, wait. One more thing. What do you think of the new king? The new king. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, well, it's very sad that we've lost the queen, but well, yeah, yeah. we've gained the king now. Right. So let's see what good things there are for us. No, I don't know if you remember, but there was a time when uh, when he was then Prince Charles when no one was happy with him. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I he, can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you. Okay. I thought I didn't know if you were that. But now he has to fulfill his duty. Yeah. You, are you are are you Team Harry or are you uh, um uh. Or, or are you not Team Harry? Oh, um, no, I think he's, no, I think he's good. He's fine. Um, he's, yeah, he's a prince. <laughs> uh, what, okay, if you had to choose between. Uh, yeah, I'm not really, I, no, I'm just, um, yeah, I just kind of, I don't, I'm not really a big follower of, um, okay. of, of Team Harry or anything, but yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, Diana, I appreciate you. No worries. Thanks for okay, calling. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, from the uh, never-wanted-to-get-off-the-phone-more department, I, I bring you Diane. Thank you, Ryan, for your help. She's so uncomfortable. She's like, get this fucking boob off the fucking phone. Oh. She's like, man, if that never happens again, it'll be too soon. Jesus. Chris writes, William is missionary. Harry is reverse cowgirl. What the fuck? Uh, Chris says she's giving you heart eyes. I don't, I don't think she was. I should, Ryan had a question I should have asked. Is turtle spunk at 190 viable? God, I got to remember to look at that, the, the comments. Excellent. Excellent work. Excellent work, I I say. Excellent work. Okay. How about this idiot? I love it when police come up with these stories of uh, morons in the news. Some guy in Georgia uh, uh, tipped off the cops. That uh, he was a wanted man. 
The local uh, county sheriff, Rockdale County, uh, took to Facebook and posted a top 10 most wanted fugitives in the county. That's when Christopher Spalding, Spalding, couldn't help himself and had to check in. He wrote in the comments, what about me? Or how about me? So on the receiving end of that uh, message, uh, the folks at the sheriff's office, they said, well, uh, I don't know. They uh, looked up the name. Uh, He wasn't one of the 10 most sought after fugitives. But the name, uh, those cops said Skmods. Some of you might get that reference. And uh, they said, uh, they wrote, reply to his comment, you are correct. You have two warrants. We are on the way. Now, I don't, they shouldn't have wrote that. Because the guy could have taken off, but uh, they were able to quickly, I mean, really quickly, they they went after the guy. Why, Why did Facebook change it? Did they did they not know before? The uh, Rockdale County Sheriff's Office fugitive unit quickly found Spalding and arrested him on two warrants for felony violation of probation. Uh, our top 10 is compiled based off of the severity of the charges only. By not being on this list does not mean our fugitive unit is not looking for you if you have an active warrant. Of course, the sheriff's office is more than accommodating, offering to let anyone know if they have a warrant, if they would call. Fuck. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever had a warrant out for your arrest. My God. Okay. Thank you to Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, 616-914-4070. So awesome. Uh, you've got open enrollment going on right now. If you do not have health insurance because either your employer doesn't offer it, you just lost your job, or perhaps you own your own business. This is for you. Get the health care you need. 616-914-4070. Frank doesn't like give you health care. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker who his job is is to hunt down the best policy for you and help you navigate healthcare.gov because all healthcare.gov is is a catch-all for all these different types of policies. Bronze, silver, gold policy. You pick what's right for you. He's going to help you with that. So you're having a conversation with him. Well, I can get you into this policy. It's going to cost you this much a month. The government's going to give you a tax subsidy for the rest of the policy, and it can get you... The, the beauty of healthcare.gov is you're choosing from dozens of different possibilities for your policies. It's much better than workplace insurance. You know how your boss says, yeah, we've got insurance, and then it sucks, and you have to go with their policy? You don't have a choice there. When you get insurance in the marketplace, you're choosing from all these different companies with the best policies. You're like, well, why doesn't everybody do this? Well, you cannot take advantage of healthcare.gov if your employer offers insurance. You can't. It's for people like me and you. Frank's going to help you every step of the way. 616-914-4070. Reach out to him. Mention my name. 
uh, and have him help you. His services are free. That's the best part. You got comedy at Full House Comedy. Go online to fullhousecomedy.com. Check out our show. Thank you to Sarah Honda Granville online at sarahondagranville.com. Go to Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, on Kennewa, just north of 44th Street in Grand Rapids, Michigan, or Granville, Michigan, I should say, and uh, test drive a brand-new Honda today. You don't leave with a brand-new Honda that day, but in a couple weeks you get your car. They have to build your car. You're buying a custom-made car. It's like a short-order cook is getting your uh, what you want put on the car. They build the car. They send you the car. It shows up at the dealership. They prep it. You come get it. That's it. All right. Um, I'm going to hammer out these last few ads, and then I'm going to go around the radio dial to end this show with the asshole of the day. If you have any nominations for asshole of the day, please put them in the chat. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Access Kent.com slash health. I'm doing my best to uh, normalize getting an HIV test. For years, that has been looked at as the scarlet letter and the kiss of death. If you're HIV positive uh, because of the way it's um, been viewed, uh, you're almost like, oh, my God, that person's got HIV. Get away from them. Uh, We're doing our best to end that stigma. I actually know somebody who's HIV positive. They totally live with it fine. Nowadays, um, if you are HIV positive, the sooner you know, the better off you are because they can get you on a drug regimen where the amount of HIV in your system is so small, it's undetectable. Okay? That means uh, you will not put anybody in jeopardy. Very important, though, that you get a test. I'm looking at you, person who has sex with lots of people. If that's you, you need a test. Not only do you need a test, but you can find out about medicines that you can take in a preventative way that can keep you 95% assured of never catching HIV. Did you know that? I'm telling you, people did a bad job of making this like known. Kent County Health Department can help you with all of that. AccessKent.com slash health. Okay. Thank you to TC Paintball. We're, uh, we got to schedule another paintball war. I'm guessing it'll be after the holidays, but TC Paintball, if you want to book an event outdoor, indoor, TCPaintballGR.com. I'm not positive that they're still outdoor, but if the weather's nice, they'll play when it's cold. I'm pretty sure on that. Have to turn to the pro, Rick. By the way, Rick was, I uh, was trying to get Rick on the show on Friday, and then the internet died on me. Um, I'll bring him back this coming Friday. And a little bit about that, when the internet died on me, that could happen at any moment. But good news, I've got backup equipment that I have to, actually, it's going to be the primary equipment. I reached out to this guy at Comcast, and he goes, okay. Your modem is too old, and there's something wrong with it. I don't know how they're able to do it, but they're able to easily do diagnostics. And he says, yep, it's not functioning right, your modem, and it's old. I go, what do you mean not functioning right? He says, well, you are paying for uh, lightning-fast internet, but you're not getting it because of your modem. 
You got too old of a modem, Eric Zane. I go, what do I do? He goes, I'm sending you a new one. It'll be there in seven to 10 days. It got here in one day. So now it's still in a box, so I haven't hooked it up. Why, Eric? Why? Because I haven't had time. Okay. I digress. TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com, the absolute premier place in the state of Michigan for paintball. No one has a better setup than TC Paintball. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, batting cleanup, my friends, at Blue Frost IT. Uh, online at bluefrostit.com, 616-285-50 for a smaller, medium-sized business. You may need their services. You may need them for a quick fix. We got a problem. Something's going on. Maybe you're looking to upgrade everything in your business. You sit down for a 30-minute complimentary consultation. Okay. Maybe you need a new managed IT service provider. Your last guy's leaving you in the lurch. Supposed to be on call. Chop, chop. That's what I pay for. Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this show. A lot of folks are saying, oh, man, internet problem. Call Blue Frost IT. No. That's Comcast. All right. Ryan writes. Well, Ryan, you've been all over the chat here. Rick says, good thing we were going to fight Friday. Oh, no. What were we going to fight about? I don't, I don't even remember. Ryan writes, word of advice. Be prepared for a good hour or so if you switch out that modem. They lie about how easy it is. It always seems to require a phone call to, he writes, com crap. For them to switch out Mac IDs and shit. Chris says it's funny listening on the uh, replay and the random stuff that gets flagged and muted when you go around the dial. I love going around the dial, baby. Let's do it. Sounds like the intro to like a sitcom from 1985. Starring Tom Hanks. Todd Bridges. Henry Winkler. We've heard this before when we went around the dial. My cigarettes. Of him, yeah. Final illustration. In closing, have you, have you ever been to a real pizzeria? Yeah. I'm talking about one run by the Italians. <laughs> I ain't talking about the fake pizza. I'm is talking this, about uh, the real deal. Is this Steve Harvey? You know what they do? They take a wad of dough and then abuse it. They oh, slam it down. Oh, this is a preacher. 
they take a rolling pin and mash it. That's what you got to do. Man, they if you want to find the Lord, man, they go flatten it you got to flatten yourself out. They take it on that finger and spin it in the air. You got to start over. Come on, man. I want the good stuff. I want the sausage and the pepperoni and the cheese. You ain't got sausage if you ain't got Jesus. I want the good stuff. But if you're eating a pizza, you can't get the good stuff until the dough has been made ready to receive it. That's see, right. It, you, you can't see, just put you the good stuff until the dough has been slammed, flattened, and spun. I didn't know spun. Steve Harvey was the preacher. But after it's been slammed, flattened, and spun, now you've positioned it to receive. This guy went to a pizza joint before he wrote his fucking sermon. I know you all want the good stuff. You want to arrive to destiny, and we're going to get to the good stuff. But I don't, I don't call eating stuff, a pizza. I didn't, I've never used the term arriving at destiny when I'm eating a pizza. And some flattening and some spinning, but what he's doing is getting you ready for the sausage, pepperoni, cheese, and sauce. He's getting you ready for for the good stuff by creating the situation uh, that prepares you to dick. receive it. They, the and they love it. you got to get to the good stuff. What if you just like a dough pizza? Oh, boy. Oh, man. It always sounds the same. There's a box of greasy parts sitting in the trunk of that sixty-five. What's this guy's name? It's the guy with a weird voice. Everybody know this guy? I always hated that band. Well, power tools starting at just $99. Oh my god. Hey, the highway. Love that. Freebeerandhotwings.com. What do we learn in just a moment? Such thing. What do we learn? People are very motivated what do we learn? by lists. Out of context shit that doesn't mean anything. Click on a link. I always hated that. Bait is it's a horrible, 13, horrible bait. Blah, blah, blah. Love a good list. Yep. People love it. It's a fact. Because people, I want to see if the one I'm thinking of is on the list. And if it's not, you're fuzzy. There's always something in there that makes them annoyed. Well, this guy experienced that, but it was a real life important list. Not like top moments on Friends where Rachel's nipples were out or whatever. Okay. What? Rockdale County, Georgia, <laughs> just outside of Atlanta, just east of Atlanta. This is uh, posted a list of their ten the, most the story wanted. I just Not talked about the community, but the sheriff's department. Ten most oh, wanted okay. criminals. Yep. They've been trying to track down. Oh. Yes, I love Christmas music. 
enough, I'll be able to hear me. That is 1013 still the Fox. No, it's an oldie station Police called Big. Institute wants to know what big expenses do you have coming up? And now a peek at Unless from the Gun Lake Casino Studios. The news is next. This guy on Wood Radio. Uh, yeah, there you go. Legendary you Wood Radio. You brush your t- okay, Sandy Radio Thumb. This week, Thursday. Jamal! 
appreciate you so much. And I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Thank you. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.